This episode of Pucks Out Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Action 24-7, Tennessee's only local legal sports book. Use code PUCKSOUT when you make your first deposit, and our friends over at Action will give you a 50% boost on your first deposit up to $800. That's right, up to $400 extra when you use code PUCKSOUT. And this week, there are some amazing boosts for you. Follow us and Action on Twitter and Instagram to be kept up to date throughout the week on all the amazing boosts so you can go win some money. And did you know you can gamble with cash? Are you tired of waiting on your sports book? You won but can't get your money? No more waiting with Action 24-7. If you want to gamble with cash deposit and withdrawals, get started with Tennessee's local sportsbook today. Check out the link in the show description to find out how. Once again, use code PUCKSOUT. That's P-U-C-K-S-O-U-T. When you make your first deposit, and Action 24-7 will give you a 50% boost on your first deposit of $800. What are you waiting for? From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold Mayday beer and let's get after it. Pucks Out is powered by Mayday Brew, the official beer of Pucks Out Podcast. Join them every Tuesday for trivia and every Thursday for bingo. And this coming up Sunday, the week of release, Check them out for some Harry Potter trivia. The wife and I may come out there. Maybe uh, we've got some friends in town. But Brandon, how are you doing this week, bud? Good, man. I'm going to be honest with you. This is my first beer uh, in quite a while. I've been having quite a few cervezas, if we're if we're being <laughs> honest. So they did not Ooh. have. We we tried. They did not have uh, Mayday when you're trying to get them to stock the fridge. Sorry, Ozzy. We tried to con- you know. Go, yeah. with the, go with the contract <laughs> when you uh, were out and about with people, but Corona, uh, Modelo, and um, Pacifico. Pacifico. Not even, you know, no, no Dos Equis, which I, we were yeah. a, a bit disappointed about because I feel like and that is. Lots of tequila. Which also, which, you know, when in, it was a win in Rome type situation, we had to cut ourselves off from Rome quite early. We yeah. destroyed the road. We're like, destroyed the bridge. Stop letting the Romans in because if they didn't know the the shot that you were trying to take or, or drink you were trying to take, tequila shot. You know, oh, this will fix everything. So, uh, there. I mean, we drank the rainbow. How dope was that? Oh bro? yeah, I mean, that was that, that was, was real good. We also got a bunch of people to drink the rainbow. Uh, yeah. which you yeah. know, which we. They did end up. Hey, I think they did hate us, though, man. I think oh, that we sure. caused lots of tr- lots of trouble. They, you know, wanted a. We wanted kept wanting shots. We started shot runs uh, quite yeah. a few times. Eventually, they uh, cut shots off at the pool bar. <laughs> they like know, we can't do any more shots. We don't have time to make drinks right now. Normal people, normal people are like, oh, I'll just have a beer and a shot. And he's like, no, uh, because those guys <laughs> come over and order thirty two yeah. shots at a time, and so they just think yeah. free reign. Yeah. And then the next party over says, oh, I like that. I'll have 10 of those shots as well. And so they're using now they're using champagne glasses as shots because that's all they have. Um, 
Well, <laughs> yeah, lots of uh, shout outs we got to make and stuff to folks. And for sure. But before we do that, uh, don't forget to check us out on Patreon uh, to get all the, uh, the the show a day early and all the uh, uncensored bits. Check us out on Twitch where you can find us uh, playing some games. Uh, you know, play, you know, Wednesdays are variety night now for me. So I'm playing a different game on Wednesdays. Uh, gonna try and you know keep it loose. Maybe get into some Conan Exiles here soon, which is a pretty dope okay. survival game based okay. off the Conan the Barbarian series. Uh, but um, ha- let's uh let's get this fit check as well, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm listen. I, all most of my clothes are in the wash cycle right now, so I'm just rocking good old fashioned button up. Not got, even a hat today. Got all of our got all of our clothes washed. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to do more, but uh. Get, got the clothes washed, got the room cleaned up, and I felt like that was enough after vacay, but was still feeling it. So had to rock the, you know, had to go with the Hawaiian here. And then obviously, uh, it's very naturally a crescent roll hat, right? <laughs> right, everybody? Uh, it's definitely not waves. Uh, nobody is to get in trouble for me wearing this hat. Uh, so. Maybe in a few weeks we'll give the real story, but I'm going to give it a week or so. So I don't want to get we we did leave a lot of stickers and a lot of names there. So I don't want to get my get my boy in trouble. So I'm yeah. going to keep it on the low key. So just know, no, we were working on these hats for quite some time. And we yeah, finally, we finally yeah. made it happen. I I didn't get one. You got one. You didn't. Right, you didn't I have one negotiate. for me. I kept negotiating. Yeah, no, was the thing. I bet yeah. you if you would have gone over and negotiated, uh, you probably yeah. you probably could have probably could have got some. I think like 600 pesos or so. Uh, you know, which is, uh, I'm not sure if the math, my math is correct. You kind of gave me a look and I'm like, oh, maybe I don't know. I uh, maybe, I mean, I, I want to say, do the I math. just looked it up. I think $11 yeah. is 224. So, so maybe I'm that's a rough. I was thinking about 20 pesos a dollar. So 600 was a $30 estimate. So, uh, I'm sure that it was a bigger exchange rate, but <laughs> Hey, well worth it. So. Um, but all right, let's hop right into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. Some big moves while we were out of town uh, to Chuck and Huberto swap. Um, I think this is a huge pickup. Uh, I mean, I think it's a good trade. I, it, I'm trying to think of who I think wins this. I think Florida definitely gets the better end of this. Yeah, I think I think Florida as well. Um, this was funny because we had been we got to we got to discuss hockey on a whole different level this week. Uh, yeah, you know, a little higher, you know, a little higher brow than we normally get to discuss, and you know, we'll learn why a little bit and get to hear even hear some of it a little bit uh, for our main topic of the show. Uh, with our interview there, but this is one we did not get to talk about, and obviously one we never really saw coming. This is not of any of the things that we thought could have happened. This wasn't it. Um, I have to say, I have to say, Florida, Florida won that. I mean, Huberto is great, yeah. uh, but uh, it feels like you know Chuck got a they got a pretty good deal there uh, with the with the sign and trade. I don't know, man. I guess, I guess it's they're two, they're a couple different kinds of players, really. Uh, you know, Huberto is is more of that offensive juggernaut. That's not necessarily going to be that get under your you know skin kind of guy. That's just going to go out there and and win you hockey games. And then 
you know, Tuchuk is a great offensive player. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, his, his skill set is, is to be that, uh, be that Evander Kane or that N- Nazem Kadri style, you know, player that has a, has, is, is able to score goals, but also able to, you know, stand up and yeah. fight when, fight when necessary. So, uh, it will be interesting. I think that, but, but I mean, as far as for team needs, it has to be Florida, right? I mean, this is what Florida oh, was yeah. missing in the playoffs was that guy that, uh, you know, winning games can be can be done throughout the season by great teams, and playoff hockey is different. And if you don't have that guy, um, it, it can hurt you. And I think we saw that with Florida, which we we argued, you know, top three rosters as far as, you know in the playoffs potentially. I mean, it can always be yeah. shifted around there, but uh, but I, I I don't think this is the last that we've heard from old old Hubs. So I think that uh, he'll be yeah. just fine up there in. Um, in, in Canada. Uh, the Hurricanes add Max Pacioretty, which I was, uh, I think the Preds were close to making a deal with that. You had, t- you had mentioned Burns. that to me. Yeah. Uh, so those are, that's two very good pickups. It's uh, to see it. Let's see if Brett Burns can get back on his, uh, you know, his old track now that he's out of San Jose and with a very good team. Yeah. I think these is an amazing pickup for the Hurricanes and puts them a little bit higher on my, I mean, they were all, they were always going to be a contender for the cup in my sure. opinion. Um, but they definitely we saw some missing pieces. Yeah, these are these, yeah, and these are the missing pieces. These are the kind of things that can push a team over the over the edge. Um, I liked, uh, yeah, I think we talked Burns last week, and I liked how he doesn't have to go in and be that top notch guy. Uh, Patches, no. uh, you you said it. it would, I'm very a little disappointed we didn't get that guy. I think that's that style of player, that that veteran guy. Uh, uh, that veteran guy that can that can join the these younger crop of players that we have, but can still score. That's respected. It's something that I think the Preds need. They did get Ryan McDonough, which kind of fills some of those roles. But obviously, he's not that that goal scorer yeah. that you're gonna that you're gonna be able to throw in a line with a couple of your young guys. You know, uh, you know Olivier, those kind of those kind of guys. So hopefully, you know, we can we can get something else. But like you said, those are two dangerous signings but i think that we have even the playing field with carolina with this next uh signing that that we're going to talk about which i absolutely love this one i love it el nino himself nino nino rider has come to the preds Uh, well i mean that to me is a great pickup um it was when it was released i thought it was going to be the uh matthew to chuck Right. signing oh. <laughs> and like literally like because they were like teasing it was going to be released that day and then i open up uh, i literally on i get a notification from the preds it's like click here to see the new signing and i was like hell yeah hell yeah i'm like and it, so it's like i love this signing but when you're sure. expecting matthew well, to chuck it's a little <laughs> different but um love it i think we actually did get to talk about this trade with with pete right or not trade, uh, yeah a signing it's a signing yeah. a two-year eight million like the contract, uh, he's definitely he's been there in some playoff, you know, and, and some playoff pushes with with Carolina. I'm assuming when you say two million, eight million, I, I assume four million. Two years, two years, eight million. I'm sorry, two. Oh, yeah, okay. He didn't, uh, he didn't get. It. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> eight mil total, eight mil total. Good catch though, because uh, yeah. uh, you know that would, uh, especially since you know Pete and Claudia are probably going to be listening to this when we might have got slapped and <laughs> slapped for uh, for that one. So. Uh, but yeah, I really like this signing. I like a lot. A lot. Uh, I think we talk even a little bit about where 
he may get we may, we may get to see him play line wise with uh with uh, Mr. Weber. So yeah, uh, like it. um Dallas Stars have a new head coach with uh, Pete DeBoer uh, in their hunt to get back into the playoffs. I mean, I, again, that this NHL coaching carousel. He, you know, he was the he was the first kid that he was the first coach they saw when they walked in, and they're just impulsive. They're like, "Oh, we gotta have him! Come on, little Pete, let's uh, go, let's go!" <laughs> God, it's just like I get it. He's a decent coach. I mean, it, it could work out. I mean, but at the same time, like it's it's. I'm tired of seeing these same. We've talked about it so many times on the show because it happens so often, multiple least- times a season. At least it wasn't like Bruce Babcock. Uh, Bruce Babcock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm com- I'm combining folks now. At least it's not like Mike Babcock or something. Going in and grabbing Mike Babcock right now would be like you. All the other coaches have got to feel a lot like all the orphans in Stuart Little that watch the family adopt a mouse. <laughs> like, are you are you serious? He's a mouse. Uh, so. The co- the coach house continues. We are gonna get that on TV. Uh, we we have to because that yeah. is one of our better ideas that we've ever had. And we made the podcast idea happen. We can get that kicked off the ground. Arguably, not yeah. nearly as good of an idea as the coach house. Yeah, for sure. Um, that about wraps up. Not as not not a lot of news right now. Uh, but you know, we'll talk. Hopefully, there'll be some more for next week. Let's jump into outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. You got this one on here. The Ocho returns. Uh, Always a fun time. Yep. uh, August 5th, 24 hours of unique sports content. Uh, 14 hours of live events from Rock Hill something or another. I'm guessing probably some crazy sports uh group uh there will be a live host uh, august 5th friday uh so it'll be 24 24 hours of live coverage on that obviously espn 8 the ocho is uh beloved ever since it was created and made up uh for the movie dodgeball but i did want to highlight one of my favorite aspects of when i you know obviously i linked the tweet for you so you could look at it you could see all the info but if you look at the very top reply to it it's just a guy that just replies replies all to all these three different five different organizations it's like great that was it that's all he says he just says great (laughs) not no exclamation point no great i'm so excited i can't believe this is happening it's like if you're talking to somebody in public and they're saying something and you just want to respond you're like oh that's great like this is what this guy did on the internet. He didn't have to do it. It wasn't necessary. It added nothing. So the crazy thing also is that, you know, usually tweets, you know, I, I'm on Twitter. Usually like the most popular ones, and the most active ones get up top. That one has nothing. Great. This nothing. is this tweet has no this tweet has no traction. Maybe this is just because it's, it's not from ESPN PR. Yeah, probably so. Instead not of a e- lot of actual ESPN. Well, but I yeah, mean, I mean got, like, I'm going to go follow the PR department. They got ATSU Joseph. So ATSU Joseph thinks it's great. So that's, <laughs> but yeah. I assumed it was at, I assumed he was a foreigner. It was at Sue, but that, no, I'm looking at AT, make, ATSU. I mean, I mean, honestly, I hope he is. A, I hope he's a foreigner that doesn't. Yes, he's from Ghana. Does, 
Okay, excellent. Well, then that's completely different. He went and he's like, I'm going to learn a whole new piece to a whole new language so I can tell ESPN PR <laughs> that what's going on is dope and it's great. But you have to assume, <laughs> but again, you have to assume that all of the all of it's in English here. So I don't know. I mean, Joseph, call us, call in, brother. Come on. You're you can be our our first Ghana download. Do we have any yeah. Ghana downloads? Uh maybe. But it'd be great. It would be it would be <laughs> it's gonna be a good time listening to us. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know? <laughs> I'll see myself uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh farewell. This has been the final episode of the show. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we would love to continue, but that was it's never never gonna top it. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that that's peak comedy. Um, but all right. Um our main topic, we sat down with Preds play-by-play commentator Pete Weber while on vacation in Cancun. So here is that interview now. Hi, hey everyone. Uh, we're here with Preds play-by-play uh, commentator uh, Pete Weber. We are not just here, but we are in Cancun, Mexico. We're, we're vacationing with Pete Weber. Okay, yeah. say it right. All right, <laughs> we have, we have decided to do a trip, and we're. But he's been super nice and then said he wanted to sit down by us. And he met us last night, too. So it's surprising <laughs> that he actually showed up after we set this, uh, set this time up. Pete, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. It's kind of like, in a way, an episode of television from my childhood. This might be like Gilligan's Island. Okay. A three-hour tour, and here we are, and we had to get shipwrecked here in King. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah. That's it. We're a little bit luckier than they were. I, I, I think yeah. I'm, a lot luckier. I mean, I don't think I saw them bringing free drinks at all to anybody <laughs> on Gilligan's Island ever. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. We're, but this place is amazing, man. We've had great food. We've had great drinks. And I know that we promised your wife, Claudia, we're going to give her a shout out. She was doing shots with us last night. Tequila yeah. shots and cheesecake shots. And, and she got awesome. up on time this morning. And she was there. Yeah. We saw her. She was coming up from the beach, man. She was yeah. partying harder than we are. She had already had time to take a nap. I had just woken yeah. up from my sleep. I came, I, came in, I came in here to meet up with you guys for this interview. Yeah. And she was right off the bat. You need to get this margarita. And I did. Best recommendation I've had all trip. So it's, nice. it's fantastic. But let's jump right into it. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. But let's... Talk about what everyone, especially Preds fans, the re-signing of Philip Forsberg, probably something that had to get done. So, you know, we like to do some softball questions, but let's go with the hardball. How important do you think this signing was to David Poyle's uh, career as GM of the National Predators? Do you think this is something that had to get done? I think it was incredibly important. Uh, he had, I mean, just think, he said there was really no plan B, plan C, plan B and how much of a scramble that would create. He would be in worse shape than I think Brad for Living is right now in Calgary. After having already lost Johnny Control and a very generous offer to him, and looking as if they're gonna lose Matthew Kachuk right now. That's a rebuild, not a scheduled upgrade of various minor resources. So I think it was important for David to get that done. And it seems it was just as important to Philip. And speaking of Forsbergs who have worn the Predators uniform, today is also Peter Forsberg's 49th birthday. Oh, uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday to him. Maybe he'll be listening. I hope so. <laughs> I, could, I could send it to him. Uh, oh, please do. Anybody. Send it to anybody. Peter, Peter probably still did the funniest bit I've ever seen. 
here's a Swedish guy without accent doing a perfect takeoff on practice. You want practice? He was with the Flyers, and Allen Iverson was with the Sixers. And he picked up on that, and we have you know we have sound drops on the show and that's one of the oh, practice that talk was, about practice that was day one type yeah, stuff okay yeah. you know like day, the practice that is it's iconic right I mean, oh, yes. that, that yeah. that's up there with playoffs oh, yeah <laughs> there, Jim Mora and him yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's almost as iconic as uh and he homers down to left uh <laughs> Castellanos, <laughs> uh, but you know, hey, what a great segue! You know, talking, uh, you know, talking about Castellanos. Um, you've been, you've been in this commentating game for a long time. You're one of the legends, especially a national legend. Uh, at what point in your life did you realize this is this is your path that you wanted? This is what you wanted to do. When I was a kid, probably uh, 10, 11 years old, growing up in West Central Illinois yeah. with a nice Zenith radio on the nightstand, able to get all these sports on the fifth. 50,000 watt stations, and I honed in on what well, my team growing up was the St. Louis baseball Cardinals. And I heard Harry Carey and Jack Buck and Joe Garagiola song doing their thing and said, boy, this sounds like fun. A few years later, I found out they were getting paid. <laughs> so I thought this might be worthy of pursuit. So I went after it, and uh, Lord knows how. I, uh, I turned pro after I finished college in 72, and over 2,500 AAA baseball games, uh, over 3,000 hockey games. You were with, uh, for AAA, the Des Moines Cubs, is that? No, I was basically the, the Buffalo Bison. Oh, okay, that's right. That's and also Albuquerque Dukes, back before we had to worry about uh, changing names to isotopes <laughs> uh, and the Rochester Red Wings where I just un unfortunately by one year preceded Cal Ripken Jr. Wow. wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. But, um, uh, do you have any questions? I know yeah, you guys. Yeah. We always, you know, something we have some guests on, something we always want to know. Obviously, you're across the gambit with all sports. What's your first hockey? This is, I love hockey. Any, or just your favorite memory. Just literally. listening to Lloyd Pettit do the Blackhawks on WMAQ. And then later, because of my luck and coming to Nashville in 98, who owned the Predators Farm Club, the Milwaukee Admirals, but Lloyd Pettit. So Lloyd Pettit's in camp with us, and I'm getting all the great Bobby Hall, Stan Makita, Glenn Hall, and then Tony Esposito stories from him. And I was just like, I was like Chris Farley. Doing his bit. Remember? Remember when you did the black box? That was awesome. Uh, doing stuff like that. Awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, we were talking last night. You're a, you're a Notre Dame alumni. Yep. Uh, so, obviously, I'm sure you got plenty of stories from Notre Dame. Uh, you know, I grew up a bit, my whole family's Notre Dame, Fight Night. We're all, you know, big Fight Night fans. Um, I assume you got to go see Touchdown Jesus a couple times. Oh yes. Uh, do, you have, do you have any great memories from, from one of the one of the story football? You know, there's so many because my father went there and my ten year older brother went there too. So I mean, I was at what had been for many years the last loss to Navy. Roger Staubach's 
uh, season at the Naval Academy in 63. So it goes back quite some ways. And my father had taken me as well to see this guy named Paul Hornick, the golden boy, who when he won the Heisman Trophy in 56. He's all right. Yeah, he's, he's okay. He did some of the greatest commercials of all time. Practice, practice, practice. Not to be confused with what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Different, different tone on that one. Absolutely different. <laughs> but I'd have to say the 73 showdown at home with uh, Southern Cal, where Eric Pinnock went 85 yards and scored the touchdown, and that paved the way for a national championship season. And then being, uh, after I, just after I graduated, at the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, was the last outdoor Sugar Bowl because they moved oh, to the Superdome the next year. But that was the win over uh, Bear Bryant on the Crimson Tide to win the national championship. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we brought up, we're talking about Notre Dame here, which kind of also, again, brings up a segue. They're eventually going to have to join a conference, right? We talk about this. Did I mean, you see what they asked for from NBC? I don't yeah, know. Not. NBC. Wait, we were talking about it last week. I don't think we saw the numbers. I saw the numbers. They told NBC they will be happy to remain independent. NBC will give them $75 million annually on their next deal, which would triple the current compensation. That's, that's a lot. Something tells me NBC's still going to do it. Yeah. Like, and then NBC will then be the partner with Fox on the Big Ten contract. So that will set up the double headers. And I'm not going to say on Saturdays because, as we know now, it's any darn day of the week. So, and yeah. that's kind of that's this. You landed exactly where we landed. NBC pays them. Well, stay independent as yeah. long as you keep yeah. giving us the money. As long as they're playing those games against USC yeah. and Ohio State and Michigan, like then, then that's fine. But like, like we said, like them going to the SEC. Sure, that's where the money is as well. But if they're getting the money, they yeah. don't have to go against SEC Correct. teams. Why, yeah. why would they? As long as they can still schedule. Mm -hmm. Yes, these the super conferences. I think ultimately they're going to tie up 25 to 30 teams each and make it difficult. So USC goes to the Big Ten. Everybody's thinking that's why Notre Dame will go there. Mm -hmm. but let's see how this money situation plays out. Well, that's exactly what, uh, where I landed. I was like, they would be crazy to join the SEC when the Big Ten is clearly the right choice. Yes, yeah. Which, uh, for someone who grew up in a family so tied to Notre Dame, the Notre, Notre Dame was snubbed for years by the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now it's the cyclical nature of sport. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And th there are very few teams in the you know college football that can really control their own destiny, whether they are winning a lot. Like if, if Alabama were to go ten years without winning anything, yeah. something tells me like they, their you know reputation will go down the toilet. Notre Dame, I mean that that's Notre Dame. They can they can pretty much demand what they want. There's a good chance they'll get it. Yeah. And that that just goes to show you how well you know how they get athletic directors. I mean they're still getting blue chip players. Yeah. It's yeah. wild that in this day of age they can still do that without all those you know, recent national championships under their belt. Yeah. But there are these cycles. And when I was in grade school, they were going four and five. And so on. But then Eric Arsegan came over. This was the classic. If you can't beat him, hire him. He was the coach at Northwestern. He won four straight games against ND. Lo and behold, at the end of 63, he's hired the South Bend. And that's when things got rebuilt. Well, that sounds like, you know, I'm an Auburn fan. Yes. So obviously, my, my love for Nick Saban oh. is not lost. Okay. <laughs> but at the very same time, if I got an alert on my phone right now and said, oh, Nick Saban's coming to coach your football team, 
He descended upon a cloud. He did. I mean, he had an NFL job. He was yep. you know, fresh off his LSU championships, and he goes to Miami. And he was just never to me. I, mean, I never thought that he was going to have success as a pro. He doesn't have the the personality for it because he could be an administrator. Though. Exactly. These are grown these are grown men that are making more money than you. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a lot different than him oh. bringing in a bunch of college kids and then. Thinking he's, you know, whatever he says goes and is the, is the right way. No, you've got to be ready to deal with the Players Association. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And now, how about the deal? I'm assuming you saw what Texas Tech has done. I, didn't, I haven't seen any of the money. To 100 football players giving each $25,000 in name, image, and likeness guarantees per year. That's wild. That is how. And, that's the, I'm, and I should be fair here. It's not the school administration. It's business. Yeah. yeah, and it's and you know that, that's that is gonna that is what is gonna change the landscape of college football. Now you're gonna have your teams, Alabama, Notre Dame, Auburn, Texas a and They can keep up. I'll, we got boosters that'll pay money. Yes, no problem. The problem comes in schools like MTSU and the smaller yes. schools. You really hope that it doesn't. What do they end up doing? Exactly. You really hope because. If my understanding is correct, college football programs basically pay for every sport in the, on the on campus. The, on the campus. Yes. And people, and I had people like, well, no, what about Kentucky? Even Kentucky football yeah. pays yes. for Kentucky basketball and everything. Yeah. So it really hurts not only the well, Kentucky is a football school. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the the story, Jared Lorenzen. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ah, uh, the big quarterback. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it totally changes the game, not only college football, but all sports, potentially. Uh, you know, yes. they're getting their school paid for to go and, and go to college. And Have you guys watched the Title IX retrospectives the last few weeks? I know. I've seen, like, bits and pieces. Yeah, like, but that did change college sports immensely mm -hmm. back when I was in school in the 70s. And it got blamed for everything. Like the cutting, of, but I think the biggest effect it has had really is college baseball. College baseball with what 11.7 scholarships to split among 25 to 30 players. Baseball's an expensive, and it's an event, and that's an expensive sport yeah, too. You don't really realize. Like, little league, you buy know, a bat, you yeah. buy some cleats, it's all good. Pay the 30 dollars you play in the league. Just wait till the Ohio State, or rather, I'll do an extreme example. The Rutgers baseball team has to travel to USC. At UCLA, and think about that. Oof, that is that's rough. Um, you know, but to segue back into hockey for a little bit. Yeah. Um, obviously, we and are college hockey is my hockey. Nice. Uh, we are we're we're, we're a little bit fresh now off of the Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. If you had to put you know put your money put your money on it, who is your way too early next year's Stanley Cup winners? Uh, I'm still going to give heavy consideration to Tampa Bay. Me too. Uh, they. I mean, they've made all these changes and still are contending. Colorado, can I say timeout until I know what happens with Nazem Kadri? I think that's, yeah, I think that's a big one. I think if they, I mean, I think even if 
they, even if he doesn't remain there, I, they're still, to me, my heavy favorites. I, I would not be surprised if we're seeing a, a repeat matchup of what we got this year. Those teams are just above and beyond. Absolutely. every like, Especially Colorado. Right. I think Colorado is so much better than every other team. I think they are, too. But I, th- I think, no, think Nazem Kadri is a big part oh, for of them sure, being yeah. better than every other team. Because he surprises me that, that I would ever say that. I know, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's kind of – but he just gives that grit to that team. Yeah. That, that, you know, those skill players don't necessarily – Need to worry about stuff when he's what he did after a broken thumb. I mean, he's he's a he's a tough a tough player for sure. So my, I mean, I'm, it's hard to not go with either of those two teams fresh off your memory. But let's put it this way: I won't go with Calgary. <laughs> probably not going to go with Calgary either. Yeah. Um, I think that I think two teams that you know it's easy to push the side because of track track history. The Maple Leafs and the, no. and the Oilers, man. I mean, I know that they still haven't been able to to, to break through, but the Oilers you only need to did win a lot one. more this year. They looked a lot better than they had yeah. previously to me. They did a goaltending change. They did, and then we talked about that. That, to me, I mean, we always forget. It's, yeah, Connor McDavid is the greatest player in the league, and I don't think that there's anybody that's going to sit here and dispute that. No. But he's like... 20 something, you know, he's like a young kid yes. that, that, you know, and Leon Dreisfeldel. Yeah. No, no he's, he's, he's all right. Too. I mean, that's one of my favorite I'd like, him, I'd like to see him score a few more goals. I don't think he does <laughs> enough of that. Uh, I think that could really push him over the edge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, as much as we loved, you know, to see her talk all day, obviously, yeah. you know, we want to get back to the pool. Yeah, There's yeah. some background noise, but, uh, you know, one final thing, uh, you know, we're, we're a little bit off now from, from the draft. Yes. We talked about the draft on oh, last yeah. week's show. Uh, what are your opinions on the Preds draft, and who do you think had the best draft? Uh, in the, the best draft? I, I think now we have to consider the draft and free agency together. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. We yeah. agree with that, because without any question, so by... Getting Philip Forsberg to avoid free agency, that was highly successful. Yes. Now we got to see how these kids come through yeah. and are they going to be able to because the Preds drafted quite a few college age players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the real kind of like the, the baseball draft philosophy of draft and follow yeah. to see how they develop. And that's why we have guys like Rob Scuderi coaching young defensemen. That's why we have Sebastian Bortolo working with the young forwards. And he has a young forward he's worked with pretty well in his own house, who is a was a first round pick of the San Jose Sharks and played very well for Team USA this last year in the Worlds. So Thomas Bordalo, who speaks English a little bit better than his father, uh, I should say. But I think that overall, what I have seen is I got to be very happy because of what they did at free agency with the Columbus Blue Jackets. They had three first round picks and. Johnny Hockey. Yeah. yeah. Now I think Johnny Hockey in the state of Ohio plays out much better than Johnny Football did in the state of Ohio. <laughs> well, <laughs> Columbus is open so. Yes. Columbus is most certainly open. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, there was a young guy at the press pick up the year big Yeah, the, the first round draft pick. I love that pick. Uh, what was his name? Uh, the name? Yeah. Kimmel. Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like you know. He signed not, already. And not a lot of not a lot of you know. History on him and stuff. No, I think I think where they got him, you. I don't. I don't think there was a choice. At, at, yeah, at, at seven. It, it, it looked like what we were going to get was going to be uh, deja vu for me because of my time in Buffalo and Los Angeles. Most of the draft had the Predators getting a kid named Jamie Snuggeroo, who we drafted in Buffalo. His father, 
when I was there. <laughs> and I'm thinking, my Lord, what is going on here to me? But thankfully. Yeah, I think uh, we talked about a little bit, but I think the, the worst draft, and it was by far the worst in Chicago. I think Chicago really blew this draft. Like they gave or up. Best, depending on perspective, right? Yeah, <laughs> best for us. Yeah, best for us. <laughs> worst for them. If they're truly trying to get rid of Chelsea Dagger, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and thankfully, um, but hey, uh, Pete, so much for joining us. Uh, we're gonna get back to the pool, have some drinks. Uh, is, uh, anything you wanna uh, you wanna tell people before, before we leave off? Well, I mentioned Peter Forsberg's birthday. I forgot. For those of you with the greatest motion picture ever made in North America, Slapshot, uh, today is Jeff Carlson's 68th birthday. So the Hanson brothers want to wish Jeff all the best and happy that his brother Steve rang that last bell for cancer treatment a few weeks ago oh, awesome. and is back and strong. Thank you guys. Hey, awesome. hey man, thank you. Seriously, we've been we've been talking up this for about a year to everybody that would listen to us that uh -oh. we got to sit here and and chat with you and it's been awesome man. we really appreciate it well i think there's no more bull left to shoot that's <laughs> it, no, that's but, it. guys so brandon bond people this is with bobby butler uh thanks for joining this uh special cancun edition of this interview and so we'll talk to you guys later all right guys welcome back what a great uh interview thank you so much for pete for sitting down with us uh you know thank you also claudia for you know letting them letting us borrow him for a little bit right. during your y'all's vacation um absolute great man great couple uh you know great time there um and that's so, you know i'm oh, sorry a absolute absolute pleasure to to meet both of them they were way nicer to us than we ever deserve anybody to be nice to us <laughs> especially if they've met us for an extended period of time had had a fantastic dinner with them couple of dinners with them really really enjoyed it and uh i think we got we claudia loves it that's the key in all of this so yeah. Claudia has been, you know, putting it in Pete's ear that he needs to get, you know, him and him and Terry on the show with us again. So, oh, yeah, you know, finger fingers crossed, uh, Claudia, we, we yeah. definitely uh, we, we need you keeping in the keeping in the old ear for. But seriously, one of the coolest things uh, about that trip was getting to sit down and have dinner with the guy that we've yeah. got to hear call hockey and play by play yeah. for 20 years, hey. man. Wishful thinking, maybe they can get us hooked up for doing a live show with the tomb at the Barrel House in Bridgestone. Ah, uh, why would you say that, Bobby? That seems a little even further than out of out of our reach, but maybe. I mean, I mean, yeah. we go and we get we drink beers before every game, whether we have free beers in the stadium or not at Pete and Terry's. So, I mean, I feel like we were having yeah. dinner with the with the man. He could very <laughs> least get us get us a corner and a table you know yeah <laughs> uh but all right so let's move into joke of the week the weird Corey perry yeah, i don't like that so. wild i think that i think the first read was a good one now now i'm overthinking it. outlandish each sixth chick sat on a stick a little tongue twister and downright dumb You're kidding me. it's time for the joke of the week <laughs> Coming to you from, a, from a, the news article from 1975, but it's not. It's now. The FBI find no sign of Jimmy Hoffa under a New Jersey bridge, the FBI says. Um, I, you said it best before the show. Yeah. Did they just now were they not, think to look there? Were they not checking? Honestly, it seems like 
this just better be the yearly update of them checking under this specific bridge. You made a hilarious joke. Like, what if they just found him living under it? Like, he just had a home there. <laughs> and I mean, He's like, actually, I'm surprised you guys never found me. I wasn't even really hiding. Are people have, like, looking credit cards? Me? I retired. <laughs> I don't I was, have the whole TV thing. I'm Yeah, I don't even know. I'm just, like, blasted away, like... The way that they made it seem was that like nobody thought like New Jersey Bridge, like there was just like a meeting and they're like, dude, you know, it'd be crazy if they found him under the New Jersey Bridge. And the guy that was responsible for looking, he was like, that was like, oh, wait, oh, my gosh, that would have that would have been crazy. He's like, wait, was I not supposed to only look in Detroit? I was under the impression that people couldn't travel. No, he does (laughs) it. We weren't looking for him outside of any i never even looked if we're being honest or i mean i did not know i was supposed to be looking under mob hotspots okay like he's he like i looked he, he's like he's like listen i looked under uh look at this buddy i went I to looked, the, uh, <laughs> i went to pizza land okay i went to the pizza land from the sopranos i went there not there okay i went to I did the that whole was, Sopranos tour. I went, this, I went the whole tour. I I went and saw Vito selling autographs on the New Jersey Turnpike. I went and saw him. He was it wasn't Vito, so I just I was done at that point. What a joke! Like, why is this new? Like, it's a big deal. Like, obviously, I understand that it's you know where did is he it go? though? Is it a big deal? I mean, in the sense that does you anyone know, really care about what happened to a Teamsters union leader that had ties with the mob? Like, yeah, he yeah, disappeared. Well, okay. A lot no. of those guys disappeared. Not actual people. Not like it shouldn't be NBC News. Like this should be on like some like mafia like website thing. Like, you sure. know, like oh, they're yeah. checking it out. The, the, like, yeah. Kiss the yeah. R slash mafia. Big news there. No, like there is. I mean, this is the 1970s. Just go to New York. I bet you could. I bet you couldn't. I don't bet there's not enough paper currently in New York to print off all the missing files from that, from that <laughs> time frame. Like this just seems like why or why? Yeah. Why is NBC news better? Yet, why is the FBI but, using funds for this? But uh, that, and also, but they're not even proving anything. They're using funds to just be like, nah, it's still the same. <laughs> We're all We, you, if, if you find him, let us know. But then other than yeah. that, we're just going to uh, keep assuming. From, yeah. from every day since the day that you didn't find him the first time that you still haven't. We don't think that you're coming out. What if in the news article they were like, yeah, we found him a couple years ago. That would be like wild. Like he's missing again. This is a new missing. He's re not under the New Jersey bridge. That's what we need to know. What a joke. The crazy thing is that there's a journalist named Dan Moldea who is a professional uh, uh, journalist specifically about Jimmy Hoffa in the it's saga. The FBI gave him a video call personally to update him on this. Why? Well, first off, how are you making a career only writing stories about Jimmy Hoffa in 2022? It, well, you apparently you just keep writing that you haven't found him yet. Apparently, it's very lucrative, Bobby. This is this is guy has a 50 year career just basically saying like I haven't found unicorns, but like. We're looking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, we asked this question, but there's a whole TV show about finding Bigfoot. Like, and there are people that watch it, like thinking like, this is the time as if the only people that are going to know about the discovery of Bigfoot are the people that watch late night A&E TV. Yeah. And there's like nine of you guys. 
And then at the end, they're like, ah, still didn't find him. And then you just go back and you just watch it again. Like, just in case. Like, it's like, and they're like, but wait, did you see the teaser for next week's episode? They might it find him. Be. <laughs> that, yes. But see, like, I see what you're saying, man. I see. Yeah, I did see the teaser. But it seems like other people would have talked about it besides this guy that lives in his mom's basement. No offense, sir, or no offense to living in your mom's basement. I mean, nobody can afford anything anywhere. But I am <laughs> saying if you're at the level in your field of like discovery, first of all, you've never discovered it at all. And you're, you're clearly not an expert, man. So Jimmy Hoffa and Bigfoot, we only need news if you find them. If you don't find yes. them, then the negative is more than enough. I'm just going to continue to assume we haven't found Hoffa or Bigfoot. 100%. What a joke. Uh, pop culture for today. I just saw it came out. I think while we were, it came out during, during first off, I do want to start off by saying, I eventually want to go to the San Diego comic-con. It looks like me so much fucking fun, dude. Too. Me too. I just want to go and nerd out at, at what I mean, you, it's, it's, right, it looks so go. dope. Here we go. What are we cosplaying, bro? When we go, dude, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, I one mean, of my, one of my favorite ones that I really wanted to cosplay has really been ruined for me, but I really want to get a get together a dope. Ober and Martell. You know what I'm saying? The Red Viper. Uh, I think that I mean, dude, we can do what we did at my bachelor party. Uh, the Red Viper in the mountain. <laughs> the battle? Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> See, uh, they should have they should have also drank half a keg before their battle. <laughs> and done it in a living room of a Gatlinburg yeah. chalet. With one person going, oh, my don't rip my jersey. Don't rip my jersey. <laughs> don't rip my jersey as I try to slide under you. You try to <laughs> that was my key i'm like oh man oh you got me but like come on man you've got my jersey so (laughs) yeah that would be dope i mean there's a there's a few dope cosplayers that you know i think cosplays that i think that would be would be pretty cool well you got anything in mind that you'd be like dude i'd love to be i think going as like um uh, like just two, like not like random, like maybe like Kit Fisto and like some other double Jedi, rando like Jedi's. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that uh, at, at all. That would be sick. Um, okay, so you're thinking Kit Fisto? That's a lot of like makeup work and stuff, which I'm trying to, I'm gonna try to yeah. avoid that because you know me, I like to just like keep it. Obviously, cosplay and you can't just keep it simple, simple. But makeup and all the nine. Uh, so maybe I'm going uh, if that's the case. Mm, that's a tough one. Or just di- different Thors go as different the Thors from different universes. That would be that would be sick. And obviously, this is a, the, the best idea that you've ever had. And this is including the podcast and everything was the uh, was going as Ed Norton's. Oh, and then yeah. have one person in your group go as Brad Pitt <laughs> from, from yeah. I, I, see that was that was that I was about that. that was good. I loved that. That was uh, that was fantastic. So yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot of dope now that now that I'm like thinking about it. Not, nothing's coming to mind. Uh, but like you're not if you're not thinking about it, I'm sure a hundred things are. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah. Oh, oh, legless. Yeah, that's probably what I'd have to do. Yeah. Probably have the, to be the hardest thing about that Ed Norton Brad Pitt thing is you have to have some fucking balls to be like to cosplay as Brad Pitt. Yeah, because no. like if I show up as Brad we're Pitt, and I got one exact blonde. Like we're if we just show up with what blonde? No, like, 
No, we're we're oh, clearly yeah, no, we're clearly like American History X Ed Norton guys, like because you know, I mean, we're not. We're not. I'll the be Brad Ed Pitt. Norton from the first Hulk while he's Hulk. There, see, yes, see, like that. See, that's where we've got to find our niche. We're gonna have to find a good-looking friend to play the Brad Pitt. Like he's probably gonna have to be a ringer. You know, we're not gonna be yeah. able to pull it off at, at all. So. Yeah, I think legless is it would be my have to be my move because you know he's my man. If you do that, then I'd have to do then I'd have to do Gimli. Yeah, that I would mean, be sweet. Yeah. That would be that would be. Yeah, we got to do it. So we're in San yeah. Diego Comic Con. Here we come. <laughs> All right, but anyway, back on track. We <laughs> Wakanda are, uh, Forever. <laughs> yes, uh, the Wakanda Forever trailer came out. I watched it right before the uh, we started recording. Gave me chills, man. I. Oh. I'm super excited. I don't know if I'm excited for this as I was for Love and Thunder because Love and Thunder was an absolutely amazing movie right. and I was excited about it. But this is a different kind of excitement. This is not a Taki Waititi film. This is not a go and you're going to have some laughs and have a good like you're going to have a good time. But it's, it, 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 it truly is a feels like we're, we're geared. And I feel like because it's coming right off of Comic-Con where they released almost all these teasers, we are getting into this saga. Now. We are getting into the multiverse saga yeah. in this new phase. And I am excited. I first off, super excited to see Namor. Namor is a super yeah. powerful. powerful. Oh, yeah. I think he's. I think he's considered a mutant. I'm. I can't remember. I think he's a mutant. Technically, I believe. I believe um, he is. At least according to Strike Force. But they were not always right on point with the lore. Yeah, and I think it. in the comics he's. I think in some canon he's depends, a mutant. But either right. way, Namor is going to be dope. Um, I. I'm happy with their casting for Namor, but another one, I, Luke Evans would have made a great Namor. I don't know if right. you know who Luke Evans is. Um, he may, I mean, I'll have to uh, look, look him up. That, um, no, I'm, I'm with you, and I feel like, all right, so I want to say this the right way. Uh, Luke Evans, I think I know. Oh, for sure. Uh, I want to say this the right way. Not the film that I'm most excited for in the in the in the phase not the film that i think is going to be the best not the film that i think is going to be the most critically acclaimed but the in my opinion the most important one in this phase is how they handled chadwick boseman and like the yes. exiting of him and like what and the what, new black panther what black right what black panther meant the first time around I think because of that, and then we're not going to get to have Bozeman again. I think it's that much more important to do this well and not, and not mess it up. You can mess up a Thor movie. And if people hate it, yeah. guess what? The next Thor movie, people are going to go and they're going to line up and they're going to watch it. And they're going to bitch about that one. If they hate it, same thing with Dr. Strange or, you know, uh, or, or Wanda, uh, Wanda Maxima, you do this wrong and it, and it, doesn't portray what the importance that Chadwick Boseman, you know, brought to the yeah. to the MCU. I think it, I think it's going to be a disaster. With that being said, I don't think we're in any danger of it being poorly done or uh, or and not according to that trailer, at least. Like I'm, even oh yeah, thinking, I, I, I the soundtrack it, was looks great too. I watched it yesterday, and when like the the. The transition from from uh, no woman no cry to like some Kendrick was it Kendrick Lamar like dude just flawless I yeah. didn't even realize the song had changed I didn't realize what, I I didn't realize it was a different song I, like, I was like this seems like, like a cool remix. Me, man like I'm like I got chills and like if I if I had any water in my body when I watched it 
when I got back from Mexico. I did not. I was dehydrated. Yeah. I probably would have teared up. I couldn't because I had no tears to give. But yeah. uh, it was just it, it looks good. I I think yeah. That, uh, I think I'm, I'm excited for this. Too. So I don't know if you know this. Um, Namor was actually the very very first Marvel supervillain. In, in the mm. first ever Marvel comic wow. ever released in 1939, Namor was the first villain. Wow. It was Prince Namor, the submariner. Yeah. He appeared before it was even called like a, a Marvel. It was called, uh, what was it called? Uh, 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 Motion Picture Funnies Weekly is when he was introduced Took in 1939. Long <laughs> Took you long <laughs> enough, uh, MCU. We only got. 40 some odd movies at this point so but you know he is the prince of he is the prince of atlantis and i believe in many of the comics and it kind of changes atlantis is like on par with wakanda as far as technology and power yeah that because they have yeah they've been hidden away they have technology that the rest of the world doesn't know about um and so i am super excited to see uh where they where he where how they do this um especially since i know they are introducing uh the doom and a later doom is a amazing doom is I, one of my favorite villains in, in all of mcu he is a genius and he's like, power yeah like, and he's not a, and he's not just bad he's not just like a, i want to take over the world he's like i care about my home and that's it right. but also i'll step up like he in some comics he steps up to fight thanos uh he steps yeah. up to fight celestials um and he teams up with uh uh namor and them team up with each other a couple times so i'm excited to see that i hope i really hope this doesn't just be a supervillain who's who is introduced and, in and defeated out. in the same movie i hope my bigger my obviously with you having more knowledge of him have a bigger expectation of it my biggest hope is is this is not a i want more wakanda okay i want more yeah. of their traditions and their cities and like all the stuff they do. So I really hope they don't skim out on that. Like, I think we got a good portion yeah. of it in the first, but I want more of that, you know? Um, so, well, the trailer, if I had to, if I had to just, you know, looking at the trailer, it looks like we're not going to just see the, you know, the downtown super, you know, right. the capital of Wakanda. We're it looks right. like we're seeing some like outskirts of Wakanda where people actually have like houses and yeah. it's countryside of Wakanda. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want that. I'll build that world for me. I mean, Wakanda played such a crucial role in the last phase. I mean, the entire last battle in uh, Infinity War was fought there, you know? So, um, and was it in game? It was an in game. No, yeah. no, they were. Was Infinity it Wakanda? War. The Infinity War, not Endgame, though. Yeah, Endgame, though, it okay. was for that, the last, though, it was fought at the Avengers compound. Yes, okay. That's, uh, I was just making sure I wasn't misremembering again. I think in Rochester? You start getting 45, you know, to 50 movies and TV shows and every characters you, you want to make sure. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that world. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking forward to it. And also, I'll tell you, uh, we talked about it on the trip. You haven't, haven't got super into it yet. I am really excited for us to to get into and talk about Miss Marvel. Um, there yeah. were some misgivings. I, I'm going to sit down and I, and I'm going to no no I, rush I mean, on it or anything. Yeah, yeah, no rush on it or anything. But you know, we talked we talked about it, and you know, some of your misgivings, while being accurate, I think you're going to kind of get over them as you as you progress along. Yeah. So. But um, and one other fun fact I learned about MCU that you might find interesting. I actually learned it last night while watching this like trivia show um the they were talking about you know it, it, it was that call it's that show um actually where like they say something wrong and you have to correct it and they talk about oh you know uh professor X, uh professor xavier went to harvard or something and one guy was actually no he didn't go to harvard and they were trying to guess where he came from 
And one guy was like, well, just made a joke. No, he went to Bard College, which is a liberal arts university <laughs> in upstate New York. Um, but now here's the thing. And the reason somebody guessed that is because they knew that in the, in the universe, Gene Gray went to Bard's College because mm. he went to Bard's College. And on the campus uh, 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 cemetery, they actually have a headstone for Gene Gray for like when she died in the comics. Because ah, in all the canon, no she went way. to Barcelona, and then somebody said, and then somebody was like, "Oh yeah, I was there a couple of years ago." And they now have a Professor X and a uh, Professor X and some other uh, like Cyclops. <laughs> and so the guy said, "Well, you know, the reason that is is the person who wrote X Men. He went to Bard College, and Professor Xavier, Jean Grey, a lot of the mutants were named after the founders and people who went early on to Bard's College. So that's a where Did, so they, it's both a yin and yang where." My whole thing is, was Bard's college like really like this influential? This kid, <laughs> I mean, I guess Bard's so, college obviously. is Bard's college is one of the oldest liberal arts colleges in in the uh, in the sure. in America. Like before America was America, Bard's college was there. Uh, it's one of the it's one of the you know most it's like one of the most prestigious liberal arts co- colleges in the world. So those are, that's and, oxy, those yeah. are, that's oxymorons right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All of our liberal arts folks that listen to us. Stay yeah. in, as stay we sit school. here doing an entertainment podcast stay in school <laughs> uh we we're not we don't we don't sustain ourselves off of this bobby <laughs> maybe if we went to a liberal <laughs> arts college we would have okay yeah. should we should we should we applaud the bards i mean yeah i typed I mean, in bards I'm, college and it brought in the skyrim uh to go to bard school in, in skyrim <laughs> so what you're saying is google thinks that going to skyrim school is more important is, is it oh, bard or is it bard okay it's bard it's bard okay yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah that's a, what a what a super cool thing though like cool little fun fact that you've added. yeah just to be able to go like to a cemetery just you see a gene gray and doctor you know xavier and stuff like that um Anyway, so that uh, brings us now into our What's Snapping Your Stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. Okay. Um, oh, and just throwing this out there, uh, Chevy Chevy Chase also went to Bard College. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so you got Chevy Chase and Professor X. <laughs> you, you said, you uh, know, that'd be super cool to visit these, uh, you know, gravestones or whatever. That also means we got to go to upstate New York. And unless we get see, into unless we get into the college, I'm not in. I don't want to see him. <laughs> um, anyway, so on coming back from Cancun, we had a layover in Austin, Texas. And let me just say, Texas, specifically Austin, I, I think this is the second time I've been there, but I hate this fucking city. The people okay. were shitheads. Okay. The food was absolutely terrible. When we were in in the Cancun airport, somebody who's from Texas was like, oh, we're talking to I overheard or something. Like, when you're in Austin, you got to go eat it like this these couple places like the food in the airport is the same you're going to get out in the city best barbecue in the world i was Man. about to say i was about to cut you off i was like bro you can't judge but when he says food in the rest uh, airport same as yeah. in the restaurant then i'm, it, I'm absolute sorry, I'm out. shit absolute shit what you had he was, was all, it? it i don't know meg got it for me it was something barbecue i don't know uh this is the place that we heard this guy talk about but yeah bad it was and it's like texas barbecue it's too vinegary and it's just like 
It's hot, dude. It was hotter than in Mexico. We get off. It's 110 degrees yeah. at like 7 p.m. And it's just like, oh, God, they change our gates. They then they like I've got TSA pre-check for whatever reason. They fucked me over and they just did let me go through TSA pre-check, which is fucking obnoxious. That's- I mean, it's just it, it's a bad airport. And it's yeah. just, you know, it's like one of those things where you have such a great vacation and then something mm-hmm. like that just really just throws, you know, a, a wrench in, in your spokes right when you're almost home. Yeah. And we didn't have as nearly as as rough of a, a go of it as you guys, because we had a direct flight from Cancun. But I mean, our flight was a lot earlier. So, you know, we're up at seven and we're finishing up, packing up or whatever. And. You know, that feeling when you get up too early after, you know, hey, look, you know, I'm not gonna go drink again and then it just start like the the dry heaves are coming <laughs> yeah like anything you do anything you gotta like slowly like crouch down to pick stuff up so we're you know, we're going and we're getting through and we we're getting in line to check our bag and like people decide that there's only like three express bag checks because the the guy that drove us there super nice guy brought us all the way in got us all checked in on the thing got our stuff printed all we needed to do was drop our checked bags we sat in that line for like 35 minutes and like there's families there and it's just like why not just leave the amount of family members to drop yeah. the bags like there's no need for there to be a toddler in this very cramped up line and yeah. they, and they require masks in that, in, in that, uh, airport. And so like, I wear my mask. If somebody tells me to wear my mask because it's not that hard, but I'm hot and I'm sweating and there's, and there, and I need to get, get through security, finally get through security. Like, all right, I need to go to the bathroom. There's like barely any bathrooms in there. And then when there was, there's a line for the bathroom in the airport. Like, dude, this is a major international airport. I should not have to wait a lot. Like, you go into BNA, and there's about 45 stalls in there. <laughs> you know, you could just go in and hang out and chill and kick your feet up. And nope, nobody's the wise. So, you know, feeling pressure from the back, you know, getting hit. And then our plane is a little delayed and then we get on and they're short staff. And then, so we got to sit on the plane with no AC for 30 minutes. And like, oh. dude, and I'm, I'm like, dude, if y'all would have told us, I could have gone and got a couple of drinks or something. I thought we were going to be in the air yeah. and I could have got, so I'm hot and I'm mad. And like, so mine plays right into yours of just travelers who just don't pay attention. Okay. I'm a fast walker. I'm a know where I need to go kind of guy. And I'm a understand that other people don't walk as fast as me. But when you and your five family members or friends or, you know, torture group that uh, apparently you join, why do all five of you have to be side by side and your bags covering the whole entire walkway? Wow. And so I go to walk around somebody. And this lady drifted in front of me two times, not on purpose, just obliviously. <sighs> and I, I swear, I said, Stephanie, I said, I'm about to cause an international incident if this lady rolls in front of me again. Like, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I said, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm hot. I'm sweaty. And so we finally, you know, we finally get home. And oh, my gosh, just people that just don't pay attention. Like, there will be things coming over the intercom. And then they'll just talk through it and then they'll say, 
this was supposed to be my gate. They said this was my gate. Well, if you were listening to the announcement 15 minutes ago, Bob, yeah, you would have heard it and you would know you're <laughs> right. Gate. You know, like it's just, ugh. and then on the ride home, the Southwest Wi-Fi keeps cutting out and I'm trying to watch Lord of the Rings return of the King. And I'm just, I'm just flustered by it. So. Yeah. Ours kept going out too on the way uh, from Austin to Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Going there was yeah. just like, come on, man. Like, come on. Like, this is, this is why I take you're, yeah. you're taking away all the things that I take Southwest for. And I almost got into a fight in Austin, Texas. We're sitting there uh, waiting for our gate. Um, the plane before us is a little bit late getting, getting there and ours there. And she's like, Hey, uh, to Nashville, you're, you're, you're going to leave on time. This plate's just a little bit late. So people are like already lining up to get onto the terminal way too close. And people are coming off and she, the woman, she's like, Hey, can I please get everyone to stand back a little bit? We need room for these people to get through. Then she says, Hey everyone, I really need everyone to step back. Oh, like, so you got we the need travelers, you got the travelers that don't pay attention. <laughs> it sounds <Yes>. like. <laughs> and so finally she's, and then she finally, she says, everyone, please. This is the last one. I need everyone to step back. People need to get through so that we can get everyone off so that you can get on the plane. You understand finally, how she things put, work, she, right? Finally, she put, she put the microphone down and yelled, I need all of you to step back immediately. Finally, and then this one dude says, calm down, Karen. Oh, and I'm bro. like, and I'm like, so all, I literally, bro, I'm standing you are I'm like, Karen. you're Karen. Bro. And, I, and I'm like, and I, all I say is, dude, what the fuck is your problem? And he kind of looks away, and Megan's like, "Please don't, please don't do this right now. Just nah, please don't." That. I'm no, like, "No, that, man, no." I hate. She's that. like, "You don't." She's like, "You don't have to be the one to teach him a lesson." I'm like, "Well, somebody like he. he this is why he keeps doing it because turns dudes out, like this, though, no one. Turns out, if nobody ever has, apparently, but that reminds me. I, I'll tell you that is what I enjoyed about the Cancun uh, airport was the Mexican workers there. They don't video me or do whatever like i don't care we were going through the the line for security and there's this family of five and the lady uh the security lady at the front of the line was like uh put your you know gotta put mask on you know says it in english and everything you gotta put masks on lady's like oh i'm well i'm pregnant so i don't have to i can't wear a mask medically and the lady was like well no mask no board like i don't Care. I don't care. Like, look, if you can, like, you medically, you are sitting in a, you're sitting in a country where, depending on where you're at, you can't even drink the tap water safely. And you're going to tell me about you can't fly with the mat. Like, you're flying, lady. Like, how did you yeah. get here? How did you get here? It was required when you came in. Yeah. So I, I did enjoy that. It wasn't required for us when we came in. Well, you're supposed, I mean, the airport was, but I mean, not on the flight. Oh. Not on the flight. Oh, the Cancun, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cancun airport requires. Yes, it, not yes, the yes, flight. yes, 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 yes. So like, okay. So before security, like in the airport, the lady's like, "We're not. You're not getting in the security line." And she's like, "Well, I got kids and stuff." The lady's like, "I don't like. What do you want from me? Like, I've got 14 kids at home, and I want to make sure I keep yeah. this job, so I got to feed them." Like, uh, so I did enjoy their uh, their no nonsense whether it was no nonsense on purpose or they just didn't understand the lady, it was no nonsense yeah. enough for me. It wasn't, there was no acquiescing. It was very clear that when the lady said it, this wasn't a, we're going to have a conversation. And then my manager is <laughs> going to come over and allow you to go through without the mask. Like it you'll was just be a, kicked out. Yeah. It was a, 
like, dude, whatever. Like they were army folk, like 30 steps from you. Like I would just grab them and just ask them yeah. to escort you to your embassy and let them deal with you. If they want to take you home, you'd be lucky can. if you got to the embassy. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so we got some shout outs. I mean, anybody in particular, I mean, Kentucky and Indiana. Uh, Kentucky, Kentucky and Indiana, Indiana killed it. Yeah, they, they, they had a great time with them. Uh, all our folks from Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Illinois. Uh, Philly. Uh, Philly. Or oh, Dallas. Yeah. Not, uh, Philly, uh, not Dallas. I got sh- Philly. I got pictures for y'all from Philly. So, nice. of y'all. So, uh, shout out to our girl Philly. We're going to go watch a Flyers game with her because apparently that's the only safe route to do it. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> those rando, those randos uh, in the that we went when we went in the club, and they're like Nashville, and yeah. I met, never saw them yeah. in my entire life. Bobby, your, you got your, that dancer, yeah. Your, boy, yeah, your boy braces, brace. Oh, my boy Jesus, ah, you're my, that's my man, dude. That's my man. Everybody, we had a we had such a blast. Everybody was super dope. Uh, oh, another shout out. We got a. I got a. Not a coworker directly of mine, but a coworker on another team that's been getting into our uh, YouTube vids. So uh, shout out to you, Amanda. Nice. We appreciate it. Uh, that's a place we need to build. Yeah. The, build also, the you didn't oh. meet him. You didn't meet him because it was uh, we. It was we went to the French restaurant on the last day. Uh, uh-huh. My boy Martin, uh, the waiter there. So we have a, a reservation for five thirty. They called the front desk called to confirm five thirty reservation. We show up at five thirty. They're like, we're not open till six. And she looks at the paper. She's like, "Okay, I see someone here. Put you down as five thirty, but like well, we're not, like we're not we're not even open till six. And and so there shows. So Martin comes. So Martin, this waiter comes up. He's like, "What's up, guys? He's like, here's the deal. I can if y'all want to sit right here, I'll bring you some drinks. Obviously, I'll hang out. And we're like, Martin gets it. And so we come back. He's like, but literally, kitchen's not even fired up yet. Right. Like, can't get. Um, we come back at six. He and where he's like, do me a favor, just ask for Martin. Um. But I, bet, back, you, I like, bet you guys didn't freak out or didn't throw no, any. We were just like, you're just we like, were just oh, like, oh, okay. Somebody made a mistake. I'm yeah. just no and we were like, and we were like, you know, we'll just go hang out in the preferred lounge for until six. No, really, no big oh, deal. Doesn't affect yeah. anyone. Um, we get back. Martin's like, he sees us and he's like, ah, Mr. Butler, and he's like dancing. He's like, you guys want some shots? You guys want some drinks? Super fun. You would have had a blast there. Uh, it, it, it was, it was like, it was very hot in the French restaurant. Um. Yeah. But but yeah, uh, but it was very oh amazing good. They had this like salmon mousse. Yeah, it was fucking delicious. They did such a that was it was amazing. That was the biggest thing for me was they did such a good job of like you got to ask some questions sometimes. In an American hotel or resort, you always feel like you're asking a question and you're being a burden and you feel stupid for asking it after you get answered. Honestly, they never made you feel like that at all. Like they walked you through what you needed to do. Really appreciate the uh, dreams in Natura. That was they they knocked it yeah. out of the park for sure. Yeah, and one final shout out to Claudia for taking that tequila shot with Claudia, us. Claudia, my girl. Yeah, uh, but all right, guys, uh, had a great time this week. We'll see you again next week uh, for Brandon Bond. I'm Bobby Butler. This has been Pucks Out Podcast, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod. 